Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the sixth day of December. Welcome. It's so good to be here with you as we journey through the Word of God together in chronological order, and we are winding our way down this long road of this long path we have been on in the journey of the Bible, and what a journey it has been. It's my joy and my honor to be here with you as we are within 30 days of finishing, and finishing is what I hope that we will all do individually, collectively, and in community. Today we're continuing the reading in 2 Corinthians, and so we're reading today chapters 10 through 13. This week we're reading the New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Now I, Paul, appeal to you with the gentleness and kindness of Christ, though I realize you think I am timid in person and bold only when I write from far away. Well, I am begging you now so that when I come, I won't have to be bold with those who think we act from human motives. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Look at the obvious facts. Those who say they belong to Christ must recognize that we belong to Christ as much as they do. I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down. So I will not be ashamed of using my authority. I'm not trying to frighten you by my letters. For some say, Paul's letters are demanding and forceful, but in person, he is weak and his speeches are worthless. Those people should realize that our actions when we arrive in person will be as forceful as what we say in our letters from far away. Oh, don't worry, we wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are. But they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant. We will not boast about things done outside our area of authority. We will boast only about what has happened within the boundaries of the work God has given us, which includes our working with you. We are not reaching beyond these boundaries when we claim authority over you as if we had never visited you. For we were the first to travel all the way to Corinth with the good news of Christ. Nor do we boast and claim credit for the work someone else has done. Instead, we hope that your faith will grow so that the boundaries of our work among you will be extended. Then we will be able to go and preach the good news in other places far beyond you, where no one else is working. Then there will be no question of our boasting about work done in someone else's territory. As the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. When people commend themselves, it doesn't count for much. The important thing is for the Lord to commend them. I hope you will put up with a little more of my foolishness. Please bear with me, for I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ. 
but I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. But I don't consider myself inferior in any way to these super-apostles who teach such things. I may be unskilled as a speaker, but I'm not lacking in knowledge. We have made this clear to you in every possible way. Was I wrong when I humbled myself and honored you by preaching God's good news to you without expecting anything in return? I robbed other churches by accepting their contributions so I could serve you at no cost. And when I was with you and didn't have enough to live on, I did not become a financial burden to anyone. For the brothers who came from Macedonia brought me all that I needed. I have never been a burden to you and I never will be. As surely as the truth of Christ is in me, no one in all of Greece will ever stop me from boasting about this. Why? Because I don't love you? God knows that I do. But I will continue doing what I have always done. This will undercut those who are looking for an opportunity to boast that their work is just like ours. These people are false apostles. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. Again I say, I don't think that I am a fool to talk like this. But even if you do, listen to me, as you would to a foolish person, while I also boast a little. Such boasting is not from the Lord, but I am acting like a fool. And since others boast about their human achievements, I will too. After all, you think you are so wise, but you enjoy putting up with fools. You put up with it when someone enslaves you, takes everything you have, takes advantage of you, takes control of everything and slaps you in the face. I am ashamed to say that we've been too weak to do that. But whatever they dare to boast about, I'm talking like a fool again. I dare to boast about it too. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then, besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. 
Who is weak without my feeling the weakness? Who is led astray and I do not burn with anger? If I must boast, I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, who is worthy of eternal praise, knows I am not lying. When I was in Damascus, the governor under King Eretus kept guards at the city gates to catch me. I had to be lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall to escape from him. This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside my body. But I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. That experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weaknesses. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You have made me act like a fool. You ought to be writing commendations for me, for I am not at all inferior to these super apostles, even though I am nothing at all. When I was with you, I certainly gave you proof that I am an apostle, for I patiently did many signs and wonders and miracles among you. The only thing I failed to do, which I do in the other churches, was to become a financial burden to you. Please forgive me for this wrong. Now I am coming to you for the third time, and I will not be a burden to you. I don't want what you have. I want you. After all, children don't provide for their parents. Rather, parents provide for their children. I will gladly spend myself and all I have for you, even though it seems that the more I love you, the less you love me. Some of you admit I was not a burden to you, but others still think I was sneaky and took advantage of you by trickery. But how? Did any of the men I sent to you take advantage of you? When I urged Titus to visit you and sent our other brother with him, did Titus take advantage of you? No, for we have the same spirit and walk in each other's steps, doing things the same way. Perhaps you think we're saying these things just to defend ourselves. No, we tell you this as Christ's servants and with God as our witness. Everything we do, dear friends, is to strengthen you. For I am afraid that when I come, I won't like what I find and you won't like my response. I am afraid that I will find quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly behavior. Yes, I am afraid that when I come again, God will humble me in your presence. 
and I will be grieved because many of you have not given up your old sins. You have not repented of your impurity, sexual immorality, and eagerness for lustful pleasure. This is the third time I am coming to visit you, and as scriptures say, the facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned those who had been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now I again warn them and all others just as I did before that next time I will not spare them. I will give you all the proof you want that Christ speaks through them. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He is powerful among you. Although he was crucified in weakness, he now lives by the power of God. We too are weak, just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and will have God's power. Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. As you test yourselves, I hope you will recognize that we have not failed the test of apostolic authority. We pray to God that you will not do what is wrong by refusing our correction. I hope we won't need to demonstrate our authority when we arrive. Do the right thing before we come, even if that makes it look like we have failed to demonstrate our authority. For we cannot oppose the truth, but must always stand for the truth. We are glad to seem weak if it helps show that you are actually strong. We pray that you will become mature. I am writing this to you before I come, hoping that I won't need to deal severely with you when I do come. For I want to use the authority the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not to tear you down. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. All of God's people here send you their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let's talk about super apostles, shall we? I don't think these are apostles with superhero <laughs> capes, uh, despite imagination. Uh, pulling from the God of your story today to orient us in the context of today's reading, Although scholars have debated for centuries about who Paul was talking about when he discussed super apostles in our reading from 2 Corinthians today, this is the likely scenario. People who had a different set of convictions about Jesus had begun visiting churches that Paul had established with great persecution and difficulty. Their teachings were different from Paul's and were apparently being validated by their association with some of the men who had walked with Jesus during his ministry, super apostles, a claim Paul couldn't make because he had never met Jesus during his earthly ministry. The gospel they taught was nuanced in a way that was disturbing to Paul. Since Paul considered their self-validation boastful, and self-serving, he, too, felt the need to boast in response. But this put Paul in a strange position because boasting isn't usually considered a good thing, especially boasting about oneself. But he didn't feel like he had a choice. 
He didn't want the Corinthians to be swept into teachings that he hadn't given them from the beginning. This was a matter of great concern to him. Yesterday and today we watched Paul squirm over this because he didn't want to get into a boxing match over who was the most authentic follower of Jesus, a no-win contest of validation by comparison. On the other hand, the Corinthians were being influenced negatively, so Paul felt the need to tell the people of his struggles to bring the gospel to them in the first place. What can we make of all this? Was Paul simply a very insecure man? Maybe. After all, he was a human being with the same struggles we each face. But this had nothing to do with why he felt the need to boast. Paul told the Corinthians exactly why he was going through this uncomfortable exercise. Confessing, I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ. And then it ends by saying that tomorrow we'll hear Paul boast. And we heard that today. It's a little uncomfortable, isn't it? It, it does sort of lead you to questions of, is this an insecure man? Maybe overcompensating? And then we can just pull out that mirror, look straight in the mirror. <laughs> do we maybe do this ourselves? Do we overcompensate in areas maybe if we even lack feeling seen feeling appreciated feeling known i know i very much deal with that especially around the holidays i tend to think that everyone's happiness and expectations sit on the shoulders of my four foot 11 self and i can tell you that there are days that that gets really heavy because of expectations that I feel I need to meet and expectations I put on myself and then complain about why nobody appreciates all of this that I'm doing and you know just there I've engaged in the pity party point being I cringe a little bit listening to Paul talk about boasting and then I just have to wonder who's cringing, listening to my insecurities play out like a broken record. And I think the resolve here today is to boast in our weaknesses, because in our weakness, God is our strength. He carries us, he carries us through. He shines bright we become acutely aware of our dependency on him and our weakness and we if we're doing it right cling to him day by day minute by minute depending on his strength that is made perfect in weakness so father we thank you for that strength today that strength that only comes from you that supernatural strength we're lost without it and we so need it minute by minute day by day and we thank you that it is available to us you are available to us and i thank you for carrying us on the days that we need you and on the days that we don't think 
we need you that we still do. Thank you for being there. Thank you for being safe, for being our refuge, our very present help in time of trouble. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible that's home base. Check it out if you have not. Take a look around at the website. There is still time to shop at the store if you have not. And uh, maybe you're just, maybe you're a Christmas music buff. Last year, our son Maxwell Harden released Christmas Time, a beautiful and haunting uh, collaboration, if you will, of his musical genius through digital platforms. And uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, one of my favorite holiday pieces uh, not just because it's my son but because it really is a beautiful piece of work also recently released sleep a great gift you could gift to someone digitally that is uh, maybe dealing with fear or anxiety or even sleeplessness i know many people said I tried to listen, but I didn't make it through it. (laughs) That's the whole point. So check those things out. They are available to you. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you. That is the truth. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, Or you can hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner of that mobile app or look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do that, 800-583-2164 or once again, utilizing the mobile device at the red circle button up at the top right hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line, hit submit. Turn the wheel to chronological and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. I'm Jill. It's my joy to be here with you on this journey of transformation through the Bible in chronological order. Until tomorrow, love one another. Hey, DABC. It's Refined by the Fire in Ohio. It is November 30th, and I wanted just to call, just to check in. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody um, in the U.S. or anywhere that was celebrating last weekend. I hope you all are well. Um, Just wanted to encourage everybody, whether you have been here all year, it's um, amazing that we have made it 11 months this so far. And if you are just joining us, that's okay. Just hop in to hear what God has going on today. Don't worry about trying to catch up because we're getting ready um, to start the cycle all over again. I know personally, I had joined um, the DAB community um, somewhere mid-year, like August, about six years ago. And At first I thought maybe I would try to catch up, but honestly, that was the best advice was just get your word for today and keep moving forward. So I hope you guys are all doing well. Hopefully you can uh, take some time, like I'm reminding myself, 
during this Advent season. Um, it gets so busy and so crazy so fast just to uh, rest in Him, commune with Him, and remember to stay connected to our community. Love you guys all. Talk to you soon. It's December 1st. This is Saved by His Grace in Happy Valley. And I, I'm calling for Rachel. Rachel, I just heard your call in today. And I want to say welcome. And your story sounds a lot like mine. I grew up in the church, drifted away, and got this sudden feeling at one point that I needed to find a church home again. Uh, that was years ago, and it's only been maybe five or six years since my son-in-law talked me into um, listening to the Daily Audio Bible, which has meant so much to me. Um, and has really changed my life. But I wanted to tell you, um, your strong feeling that you wanted to get back into the Word, <clears throat> that was God who has, when you look back someday, you will realize that even though you didn't think about Him or notice Him, He was right there with you every step of every day of your life. And he finally said, it's time for you to come closer to me. And that was the feeling that brought you to us. And I thank him for yet again, bringing a child close to him like he did to me. And I wanna welcome you and it will be lovely knowing that you're sharing the reading. Good rainy morning, DABC family. Today's Wednesday, November 30th, and I just heard our sister Diane Olive Brown calling, and I just wanted to say many blessings over you and your family today. God has really blessed you with a light and um, beautiful spirit. When you call, I always smile. Hearing your voice, I just feel warmth and welcomed and as if I just walked into a home and there were baked cookies and like hot chocolate and I wasn't allergic to hot chocolate, but <laughs> I, um, thank you. Thank you for calling in. May God bless you this season. May God bless you and your husband. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And uh, as we're going to the holiday season, to all the listeners out there, I just want to challenge you to stay focused. Um, as uh, Ms. Di Diane Olive Brown talked about, um, you know, uh, prayer. Just continue seeking God. Whatever you're believing God for, He has not forgotten you. Um, he is right there with you in the middle of your storms. If you're going through a storm and in your middle of your celebrations, if you are going through your celebrations, may God bless you, family. I love, love, love you all. God bless, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.